some of the problems that may be swirling around the brain of the prime minister when he puts his head on the pillow. Certainly one of them has to be cannabis. Sure seemed like a great idea in the beginning. And now you've got the Senate saying it should be delayed. There are various provinces wanting more information. There are various segments of Canadian society saying, what do we do about people who are uh, driving under the influence? What happens at work? And there's so many questions out there, even some members of the Indigenous community coming out saying it might not be a bad idea to wait a while. Well, can they afford to do that? I would like to welcome Brad Poulos, who's a cannabis business expert and an instructor at Ryerson University. Hi, Brad. Thanks for Hi, being great. here. How are you, Raleigh? I'm good. We thought cannabis, it's had a rocky road, of course. However, it's getting a little rocky near its final stages here. What do you think? The Prime Minister under the gun to delay it. The Senate says it's a very good idea. We have even some member of First Nations saying maybe it should be delayed is this a moment that may come back to haunt this government? So I have a feeling that Mr. Trudeau probably regrets that fateful <laughs> day when he <laughs> shouted out, hey, let's just legalize the darn thing, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, I'm not much of a political prediction maker, um, but I can tell you there will be a lot of pressure on the government if they try to delay. There's just too much momentum now in the industry. There's so much capital has been thrown at this industry. It'll be very difficult for them to uh, introduce at least the one-year delay that I'm hearing uh, being bandied about today. I can't see that happening. On the other hand, risks are risk, and the and if there has not been enough due diligence, we're starting to hear that many communities and provinces would like to know more about how safe is it to drive under the influence. All these normal little things that are going to have massive, massive effect. So I guess the government has to weigh the pros and the cons, and you seem to think all that money is going to move this forward, whether it's ready or not. I think some of the issues that you're talking about are being a little overblown. So let's just pick, sort of unpack them one at a time. Um, the issue about drugged driving. So there's not strong evidence that you create a whole bunch of new cannabis users when you legalize cannabis. And we've got lots of examples to look at in the United States, and we're pretty close to being American. So uh, <laughs> as go the Americans, likely so go the Canadians. So we're not talking about a whole bunch of new cannabis users all of a sudden come some magical day in July or September or whenever it might be. Um, people have been driving under the influence of drugs since driving. I know, but it doesn't make it, you know, you have to have a law for it. We have a law for alcohol and people are going to want a law for that. I agree with you. All of a sudden, you're not going to have these people who don't know their limit. But if if they try to sell it saying people have been driving like this already, I don't think that's going to go over. Well, I think you're right. That's probably not a very po- uh, popular political position. It's just it happens to be the reality. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's not like the police are going to have to be dealing with all kinds of new drug drivers that are, you know, um, tearing up the roads in any kind of crazy way. I just can't see that happening. I know, but they no weren't evidence. tested, and there's got to be a level playing field here. They promised a level playing field here. So uh, when you say a level playing field, can you... I mean, mean. I mean, if there's a, you know, we have a breathalyzer for alcohol, there has to be, okay, here you are and your drug consumption, legally Uh, there has to be. Yeah. So that's a big problem. And this is, this is a great opportunity for the government to, to show a little bit more leadership. You know, the science is the science and you cannot 
Um, you can't just wave a wand and make the science go away. And the truth is that THC, which is the chemical compound we're most concerned about when we talk about cannabis, does not behave the same way as alcohol when it's in the body. So alcohol, we have very well understood mechanisms for how the body metabolizes it, how long it takes to clear, how much one could have in their bloodstream before one is legally impaired. We've got really good correlation between true impairment and blood level. Yeah, and we don't have that for marijuana, but people want something. So the, 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 uh, the best practice is actually to test impairment. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't measure blood. Don't measure saliva. It's a meaningless test. It doesn't mean anything. Test impairment. So what we need is more DROs, drug recognition officers. So these are police uh, officers that have been trained to recognize when people are under the influence of uh, all kinds of drugs, not just cannabis, but, you know, other uh, opioids and other illicit substances as well, like cocaine or or um, alcohol. <laughs> so um, that's the best practice, and that's, the, that's what we ought to be doing. And I, I find it a little bit rich that the government is sort of pandering to these groups who don't even know what they're talking about and, you know, sort of capitulating in the sense that they're, they're indicating, yes, we're going to have some sort of an electronic test, you know, tester that doesn't work because the science doesn't back it up. But there's um, others. There's people, people there's people who I'm, I'm, I'm quoting this Marilyn Hustis, who is used to be the chief of chemistry and drug metabolism at the National Institute on Drug Abuse. And there has been a lot of studies on how long they've got four hours in the breath and other things. There is going to be, have to be a way of being measured because it's going to come up in working on the job as well. I think we're going to end up with it. It's just a tragedy in the sense that it's not it's not backed up by science to the degree that the alcohol um, the, the alcohol impairment uh, measurement is. And I think you're going to see people who are um, legitimate medical users who show metabolites in their blood but aren't really impaired uh, getting caught up in this. And that I think is a shame because let's remember where this all started. It started with a medical marijuana or medical cannabis mm-hmm. regime. And we also, we had somebody just in a courtroom get off on a court case because of psychosis from marijuana. And there are experts who said that that is sometimes a side effect. I mean, I I know that it's not something that happens often, but it did get enough uh, recognition that somebody got off in a court of law. So there's all these kind of things that that are coming together. And never mind communities who may or may not want to sell it. It's going to be very complicated. Well, I'll agree with you there. It's going to be Mm -hmm. very complicated. Yes, for sure. It is. And so you're if you're a betting person here, you're saying they're not going to delay it. They're just going to forge ahead. I don't think the government is going to delay it. No, I think that there's just too much momentum now. The industry has a big head of steam. Um, you're going to see a, and the, also a lot of Canadian individuals have invested in these cannabis stocks and they've already taken a bit of a beating this year mm-hmm. with an election coming. Uh, and the fact that two-thirds of Canadians are in favor of legalization, I don't think it would be a politically astute move to um, backtrack at this point. Uh, but I'm not a political pundit. I don't advise politi- politicians. So um, that's just guys' opinion. I know. The Senate is saying it's a good idea. We know um, members of First Nations are now saying it's a good idea. I, I just want to go back to something you said, because one of the takeaways is, you know, the pressure is on the government to deliver what they promised. It, it is going to be interesting to see if any of the detection 
method and the law that supplies gets into the courtroom because, as you say, THC and how long it's in the blood is not a settled science. Yeah, the other thing is that um, to a large degree, these are provincial matters, although Mm -hmm. any criminal code issues will obviously be settled at the federal level. Um, transportation and and uh, regulation of people driving and all of those sort of things is a provincial matter. So it might not just be as simple as the federal government waving their wand and saying, um, okay, here's some rules and here's a regime. That may have to get done 13 times over with 10 provinces and three territories. Brad Poulos, thank you. And I'll be thinking of you when it's legal. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, Arlene. Brad Poulos, cannabis business expert and instructor at Ryerson University, getting a little uh, reefer madness there on, on the legalization of marijuana. This is Global News Radio.